barely visible, fading in and out of sight against the leaden clouds. His vision blurred. He blinked. His eyelids dragged across the surface of his eyes. The film of moisture coating his eyeballs had frozen. He blinked rapidly, narrowed his eyes to slits, and once again surveyed his surroundings. The discos were used by the discorporeal Klaatu to visit important historical events. If there was nothing for the Klaatu to look at, there would be no disco. There had to be something here that had attracted them. Unless it was the sheer raw bleakness. The wind picked up, tearing at his ears and nose, cutting through the thin gray fabric of his coveralls. Only his feet, protected by his medicant foot coverings, remained warm. He tucked his bare hands under his armpits and hugged himself. Growing up in Minnesota, Tucker had known cold. The slab-like feel of dangerously chilled cheeks, the nose-cracking, lung-seizing sensation of inhaling ten-below-zero air, the creak of boots on hard-frozen snow. But nothing like this. Already his ears were stinging viciously. He headed toward the nearest outcropping, a sharp-toothed ridge of snow and ice about twenty feet high. From the top, he might be able to spot some nearby shelter. He climbed, jamming his toes into the crevices. Halfway up, he slipped and skidded to the bottom, clawing at the ice with his bare hands. Driven by desperation and near panic, he attacked the ridge again, scrabbling his way up, ignoring the pain in his fingers. He reached the crest, just as a massive blast of wind-borne ice crystals scoured the ridgetop. Tucker turned his face away from the wind and squeezed his eyes closed, waiting for the groundstorm to subside. After a few seconds, the wind eased, and he was able to look out over what lay beyond. An endless sheet of snow-swirled ice, interrupted by more ragged icy ridges. A bleary mustard-yellow blob showed through the haze on the horizon. The sun. The wind came up again. Tucker backed down the ridge to the relative shelter of the flat ice. His hands had stopped hurting, and he could no longer feel his face. Part of his brain knew that this was a bad thing, while another part of him welcomed the loss of sensation. He looked again at the disco, his only way out. But there were no ladders here in this arctic nightmare. He might as well be on Mars. He could stay where he was and freeze to death, or he could start walking and die someplace else. The smart move would be to stay put. If help were to arrive, it would come from the disco. But standing still was an impossibility. He could feel the cold sinking through his skin into his legs and his chest and his brain. He had to keep moving. It didn't matter in which direction. He turned his back on the wind and ordered himself to move. His legs felt like wooden posts, but they obeyed. He followed the base of the outcropping, taking advantage of what little protection it offered. He walked a few hundred paces, then stopped. Everything looked the same, in every direction. Looking back the way he had come, he saw his tracks rapidly being covered by drifting snow. Fearful of losing the disco, he ran back to where he had started. The disco was gone. Or he was in the wrong place. Either way, he had lost his only chance at survival. He should have stayed put. He began walking in circles. Keep moving.
he told himself. Every few seconds he looked up to see if the disco had returned. Nothing but low gray sky. He imagined crystals forming in his skin, rupturing cells, lowering his core temperature. The only sound was the hiss of blowing ice particles. A loud crack splintered the air. The ice tilted abruptly, throwing him off his feet. On his hands and knees, Tucker scrambled away from the heaving ice. He tried to stand up, but the ice sheet lifted and convulsed and threw him down again. For a moment he lay half-stunned on the trembling surface, staring up in bewilderment as a dark shape punched up through the ice in a slow-motion eruption. The thing appeared to be a gray metallic structure, thirty feet wide, with a flat top and rounded sides. Water sluiced down the metal as it rose.